If you're watching this channel, it's because you don't enjoy watching the world squander what Christendom built, but you want to do your part. And chances are you've heard me mention a great means by doing just that. Email made by and for Catholics. Check out fide.email. That's F-I-D-E-I dot email. Built for Catholic individuals, families, organizations, and groups. They're private, secure, and of course, they're Catholic. And they're offering two months off on your first year for an annual subscription if you enter the coupon code return to tradition without spaces that's the name of this channel without spaces at checkout has francis finally destroyed himself that is the question that seems to be asked every other year by people who have had enough of the antics out of rome and yet we here we are asking that same question yet again has francis finally destroyed himself one of the most laughable things people say about him is that he has done more to do away with the Ted McCarrick problem than any pontiff before him. We saw him make this claim himself in what was called the McCarrick Report, but may as well have been called the John Paul II and Archbishop Vigano Report. This came out a couple of years ago, and it was a delayed response to the accusations of Archbishop Vigano who said that Ted McCarrick had been protected by Francis, and he laid out all the ways that it had happened. In that report that was a response to Vigano's accusations, we saw it laid out that the real people behind Ted McCarrick operating quietly and without any inhibitions were John Paul II and Archbishop Vigano, with implications at the time pointing to the still-living Benedict XVI. I guess... His being still alive at the time and in good standing on paper with the authorities in Rome meant that they weren't quite willing to throw him under the bus yet either. It was a laughable claim with a lot of truth to it. After all, it is established and had been established that Ted McCarrick was a known, a known quantity and generally had access during the Benedict and John Paul II years. But to say that, for Francis to say that he was the angel in the room, that he was the one who finally did something, only after being publicly pressured to, is laughable. We've seen the claim that he has done more to protect those who were the victims of this kind of crime more than anybody else on other various issues as well. Having done some needed reforms in the Roman Curia for how to deal with those priests who say these things, but or do these things. But again, again, these were reactions. Nothing was proactive. And we say, we ask the question, has he finally destroyed himself? Because we're talking here about the, the Father Marco Rupnik story. A story that I covered here initially about a week ago, not the first time I covered Rupnik, but the recent twists in that story. And for whatever reason, our lovely and totally fair host didn't really show it to you. So we're going to go over that story again. The question has emerged because it has come out that, and a lot of sordid details that I can't say on this platform, but it has come out that Francis excommunicate the lifted the automatic excommunication of the Jesuit priest Marco Rupnik. You have you must be familiar with Marco Rupnik. Here is his artwork. You've seen it adorning all sorts of different things in the church. Uh, official events of the Vatican. He is very well connected. He is the head of an art institute in Rome, where he has deep connections to high-ranking prelates, 
where he has access to financial resources of the church, and where he is treated like a Michelangelo of our time. His artwork is disturbing. To put it, and it's not disturbing because there's anything that really is would be offensive to faith and morals in the artwork. There's nothing obvious in the artwork. The reason it's disturbing, though, are, frankly, how he depicts the eyes of human beings and the caricatures of the human form he presents as sacred art. An article that is inspiring this video today really describes it this way in its opening of this. The article is by, is by Damian Thompson, writing over at Unheard. Here is how he describes it. Quote, It's the eyes, swollen, dark, and merciless, that everyone notices. They stare out from mosaic walls of some of the most beloved shrines in the Catholic world, including Lourdes, Fatima, and the final resting place of St. Padre Pio. They've been called Roswell eyes because they remind people of the art of spacemen. <laughs> For decades, visitors to these holy places wondered why the artist, a vastly well-connected Slovenian Jesuit called Father Marko Rupnik, was commissioned to push them into the faces of the Blessed Virgin Mary and Christ himself. Now unease has turned to revulsion. Rupnik 68 has been credibly accused of truly grotesque evils involving the sins of the flesh. Religious sisters who belonged to a community he founded in the 80s claimed they endured bad things so disgusting that the pillar, a major Catholic news outlet, printed the story under the warning, under the heading warning. End the quote there. If you hadn't heard, Marco Rupnik had a taste for nuns. He founded a religious community for women where he then had easy access to them. Over 20 women in 30 years have come out and saying he did these things to them. That he coerced them. That he did things that if it were you and I in the secular world doing these things, we would at the very least be canceled, if not put behind bars. And the question here is, how did he get in trouble? Well, it's a timeline of events here. We'll go over that here in a second. Because what ended up happening, the short version, is that his activities led him to being excommunicated. But a month into the process of that, Francis stepped in and stopped it. And now the news is breaking out. You're seeing Catholics who defend everything Francis does not defending this. Because you can't. There is no defending this. You've seen Catholics who look for a good explanation for all the heterodox things that Francis does on faith and morals. Who am I to judge? Giving the church over to secular authorities in 2020. Denying the sacraments to everybody everywhere. All those evil things. You see them defending all those things. But not this. And why don't they defend this? Because it's undefendable. That's why. Marco Rupnik violated his vows of celibacy, which is bad enough. But the, uh, the women he chose to assist him in his violation of his vows were nuns who were trying to keep their vows. And yet he used his position of power and his position of authority. <laughs> and he used the faculties granted to him as a priest to enable such activities. He knew what he was doing was a sin. 
because he absolved them of the women of the sins that they were committing with him in the confessional, thus earning him the excommunication. Has this finally destroyed Francis? You tell me this. Let me know what you think. If this it finally be what does it, because now the media is asking questions. Let's go back to the timeline here from Mr. Thompson's article. Quote, in December 2022, it was revealed that Rupnik had been excommunicated for abusing the confessional to absolve a woman from the sin of engaging in activity suitable to the married state with him. The Jesuits, after investigating what called gruesome allegations made by other sisters he recruited, nuns in all but name, expelled him from their order. But that was the beginning of the public scandal. Today, it threatens to engulf the Pope himself. As he prepares to preside over a synod of bishops and lay activists that has pledged to raise the profile of women in the church, Francis is being accused of extending his personal protection to this person. The timeline explains the week. this week the 86-year-old pontiff finds himself in such desperate position. In October 2018, Rupnik was reported to Rome for absolving his, we'll say, partner in confession. In May 2020, he was excommunicated. Incredibly, in the middle of the excommunication proceedings, Rupnik preached a Lenten retreat in the Pope's Apostolic Palace. Then his excommunication was lifted within a month of being declared because he had, quote, repented. In early December 2022, Italian blogs revealed that, as long ago as the 90s, sisters belonging to Rupnik's Loyola community in Slovenia leveled these charges against him. The Jesuit order was forced to admit that in 2021 it passed these allegations to the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith formerly the Inquisition, which polices doctrine and the morality of the flesh. The DDF refused to lift the statute of limitations that would allow it to prosecute Rupnik for the things that is being alleged, yet it could easily have done so if Francis had agreed. Quote, the gra but the details get very graphic. And so if you're going to, like a lot of you will go read my sources at returntotradition.org. You'll find a link to that unheard article there. I give you this piece of caution. It's, it's graphic. Like, if you find, like, you just just be, be advised. A month after his excommunication was, was made, while it was still in the process, the whole thing was whisked away with by Francis. This isn't the first time he's done this. There was a, uh, a Ted McCarrick kind of priest, a bishop in South America named Zanchetta who Francis, when he was suddenly like look, facing problems in Argentina, Francis let him stay in Rome for a year or two, gave him an official job in the Roman Curia, a job that they had made for him because there were no openings. So they just made up something for him. He finally went home to face the music. I'm not sure what happened to him. But Zadketa is, is one such story. We've seen a lot of these things, actually. And the question is, are people noticing? It looks like they finally are. What will, the, what will the results of this be? Is this the end of not only Francis? Is this the beginning of the end of the Lavender Club, the St. Gallen Group in Rome? John Venari said at least 10 years ago in a video that's still available somewhere on YouTube, if I can find it, I really should just take this clip. I've recited it so many times that there were when he and Father Nicholas Gruner both went to see Benedict the Sixteenth. Got a personal 
audience with him in Rome for just a few minutes. And they asked him why he didn't do anything about these sorts of problems. And he pointed to his office door and said his authority in reality ended at the, his office door. He told them that his mail was being opened by people. In hindsight, it looks like these were the Jesuits who are like omnipresent in the Roman Curia and have been for several decades now. One wonders if Francis made some kind of agreement with them in 2013. One wonders if he protected Rupnik because he's a Jesuit. I hope that's the reason he protected him. It's evil, but I hope that's the reason. Because the other reason he protected him is because he's not bothered by these things. And that's worse. And there is a worse version of that. I'll leave it unvoiced. I'll let you think about that, though. Because what, what could be worse than him protecting him because those things don't bother him? But people are asking the question now, is this the end of Francis on paper? Because others point out that for a man his age, he's actually not in that bad of health. Now, he's not in great health, but he's not in that bad of health. And he has all his mental faculties. So he may be around for quite some time. Another five years, another ten years. Think about that for a second. If you want to read this story with caution, it's located at returntotradition.org. You'll find a link to it there. Or you can go to unheard.com and try to find the story yourself. Let me know what you think about the Rupnik story. Is this the end? Should we have not been, not been surprised by this, given the nature of this so-called sacred art that he makes? Often you can learn a lot about a person by the art that they make. Since art, the creation of art, is an expression of the soul. Clearly he has skills. I couldn't make something that looks like that, that coherent, but... <laughs> Should we have been surprised? Let me know in the comments, please. Hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to share this on social media, that helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.